on this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. The Burning Questions. Are you talking to the cat? Yeah. The Deep Insights. We had to quarantine him when he was a kitten, so he's abandoned those. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure he's fine. And what you need to know about this week's Eagles game. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. And sister. (laughs) 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 All right, well, you know, let's pick it up. Thoughts, thoughts, reactions coming out of the Tampa Bay game. Are you overreacting, underreacting? I feel like you're overreacting, so let's get your take first. Are you poised in the face of adversity? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I listened to the eye in the sky. Did you listen to the Eye in the Sky, Matt? Um, it kind of bored. Well, you're just not as uh, big a fan as I am then. Yeah. Apparently. They were basically saying that the Eagles got out coach. It's like the long and the short of it. So the thing that worries me the most is I feel like our defense just has this tendency to get chewed up for like 500 yards, like one every four games. And this was one of those games. Having us in the Super Bowl. Happened against the Giants twice last year. So that makes me a little bit nervous. I feel like if the, the offense isn't off to a strong start, the defense struggles. Well, yeah, this has always been the case with this team is when one side of the ball usually fails, the other side usually picks it up. Unfortunately, in this game, both sides try to fail equally until the very end when, you know, <laughs> Foles actually look like a quarterback. But, but they – the receiving core is a bunch of no names besides Aguilar. It's like, the, like I feel like we could suit up as like <laughs> three grand siblings and just say like, Hey, just go out there and see, hey, hope for the best. I mean, they're picking up these guys off the street. Yeah. That's well, what makes me the mo- most nervous. And where's Dallas Gadare? Like this, this, uh, second round. Did you drop the T you drop the T whatever his name is. Dallas Gadare. <laughs> yeah. I'm using his French, his French, that his French, French bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, interesting. Yeah, I can't even remember the last names of those two guys they picked up off the street. Well, and Gro even said today that he's he needs to get his boy Dallas more involved. It's like, yeah, I, because he's supposed to be he's supposed to actually have some talent, unlike the receivers you're throwing out there. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, yeah. So, well, the other thing that they mentioned was that the offensive line didn't play that well. That they're like Lane Johnson had a bad game. That the Bucks were doing like some exotic things with stunts and and whatnot. So it sounds like the offensive line didn't have a great game, and then obviously the defense was playing like a lot of zone cushion that was just getting torched. And it looked like Jalen Mills had a bad game because he he got torched on the Deshaun Jackson opener. But apparently that was actually Malcolm Jenkins' fault. Huh. He was supposed to be like single high, and he like took the bait on a slant route. Because he, he was guessing, so that was like so. Malcolm had a bad game. I, I'm uh, listen. I'm worried about the defense, but I'm kind of with you, Matt. I feel like it's it's more fluky, it's well, fluky he, early NFL game. And it was all after five plays. I'm sure Lane Johnson was sucking air too. The defense was missing a bunch of tackles, so I give an assist also to the Heat. That's yeah, fair. It's fair, Amanda. Yeah, I mean, I it seemed like they got a bit out coach, especially. You know, thinking about it didn't seem like they game planned well after Tampa Bay's win against New Orleans. I didn't think Dougie P really 
came to play as much as you would expect him to. So, um, but I agree with everything you guys said. And then there was also the missed field goal, which was frustrating, which could have kept it closer at the end. But all around, I just think the whole team played poorly. And as Matt, I think Matt said, like, you know, if the offense doesn't play well, then the defense kind of carries off of that sometimes. So I think they were just all in a funk. So here I have, I have a theory for uh, big, big balls, Doug. If it's anything 35 yards and in, we go for it on fourth down every time because Jake Elliott can't hit a field goal within 50 yards. Well, it depends. His if sweet like, spot is 50 to 60. If it's, <laughs> if it's like a, if it's a game winner, I'll, t- I'll take him between the 35 and the 42. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's a, as I said, 35 and in cause 35, that's a 52 yard field goal. Anything. It's gotta over, be, yeah. It's gotta be over 50 yards. It's gotta be over 50 or ultra high pressure. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, every time, as soon as we got within, I was like, he's too close now. He's going to miss this. And I was watching with a buddy who's a Bears fan. He's like, no, he's got this. I'm like, no, guarantee he misses it. He's like, mm-hmm. But at least, at least, you know, exactly what you're getting from our friend, Jake, you know, he's going to miss the that kickers. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> the Minnesota kicker th- cost me three and a bucks on a parlay on a miracle comeback <laughs> parlay. There is a silver lining though, in all of this, which is for my fantasy team. I did trade for Corey Clement. I had Alfred Morris, and I traded him for Corey Clement. Absolutely swindled the guy I traded him for. Yeah, you have two. With. You have two terrible running backs. You have a terrible fantasy team, is what we learned. In, no, no, in I, that also, I, have, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Corey Clement is my second running back. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott's not going to have a great year. No, bad choices. Well, thank God that we won't have to see him do the feed me thing every fucking time he scores. <laughs> That's well, a good the, play. Man, the man bra he's wearing on the post game. Every- yeah. He does the he does the feed me when he gets tackled for a loss. So I don't think you're gonna avoid that, Amanda. <laughs> God, I hate that feed me thing. I want to punch him in the face every time he does it. Wow, Amanda gets violent. <laughs> I so, am. So I feel like we we you know we consigned the Tampa Bay game to the the annals of poor Eagles performances, which are long and and varied. We have the same record we did the two weeks in the. Last year, one and one, one and one. We uh, we didn't so, have a different field for sure, but same thing. Kind of won, won a tough game in DC last year, and then went on the road to Kansas City. And we're sort of in it, but we're never really in it. So same start to the season this year. But then, uh, this is my issue. Lay it on me. I love how the Philly press and Philly fans in general are already getting so negative. Oh, I know. I was listening to some of the WIP talk and they act like this is the second to last game of the season it's it's the second game and they act like the world is ending calm the f down people like let's go let's go to joe and warminster on the phone (laughs) joe is the world gonna end (laughs) i mean i'm sure once carson comes back everybody will be all excited again you know how they are they have the like the attention span of a goldfish when well, it let's comes go to, to let's go to that amanda carson is back I'll i know a fish my second favorite ginger <laughs> should we your first hair obviously is carrot top <laughs> obviously not your son then carson then my son <laughs> then uh and then the guy that plays torment Di- giants fan, <laughs> so excellent choice should we should we temper our expectations this week with Carson? Will he be out of rhythm 
Will he be favoring one leg? Will he be nervous? All of the above. I mean, maybe hopefully not favoring the one leg because then that's that's a major issue. But let's put it this way: he he his offense isn't as good as last year when he when he started the season. He has no like the receiver issue isn't going away. They still have stinky receivers everywhere. You look. Um, Wallace is out for a while, so like the the Tory Smith replacement is out. Um, you don't have Jeffrey back. Well, let's, yeah. let's be honest. What was Mike Wallace really bringing to the table? <laughs> well, he was bringing the same thing as Torrey Smith. He gets open deep every once in a while. Yeah, he's alive. I'll give him that. Yeah, but you never know what, what Wallace can do until Jeffrey's in there and then Aguilar in the slot. So that's, in an ideal world, he's the Torrey Smith replacement. But yeah, like you said, so he has a, he doesn't have as good of a team, but it'll be nice to see a quarterback that doesn't look like he's playing in molasses. You know, I love Foles to death, but uh, he'll always be a Philly legend, but I was getting a little annoyed with just, it seemed like it took him 30 years to get a ball out of his, out of his hands. And let's not forget, he'll always be immortalized in bronze. (laughs) Brought to you by Bud Light. (laughs) Brought to you by Bud Light. For when it's hot and you want a cold one, Bud Light. (laughs) So... Are you worried about Carson? Do you, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty pedestrian day for Carson Wentz. I'm not feeling good. I, I, I'm feeling negative. I'm feeling. I mean, I'm excited for him to come back because he needs to. He needs to get that over with and needs to, you know, get into a game situation. But I think it's going to take him at least a few games to seem more like the old Carson because you know that's a big injury and to get back into full contact in an NFL game. I mean, that's when you haven't done it in a year, that's I'm nervous about it. I'm not feeling good. So we all have low expectations, but going back to week one after 14 to 18 minutes, if he's not, if he doesn't have four touchdowns, (laughs) I'm going to be really upset. upset. Let's be, let's make one thing clear. We do not want him to be fully like the old Carson because the old Carson is what got him this terrible knee injury because he doesn't know how to slide. So I hope the new Carson can still be mobile, but then knows how to get the F down. And I saw, and I saw a play in the Redskins uh, Colts game where Andrew Luck, where old Andrew Luck would have dived into the end zone and probably like broken eight ribs. Um, but instead, he ran to the sideline, and instead of trying to get a touchdown on second and goal, it was third and goal. And guess what? He was still alive. There is one key thing that we're all forgetting here is that he has Jesus on his side. So everything Jesus. will be okay. <laughs> uh, Him and you, Nick Foles are brothers in Christ, so everything will be fine. <laughs> you, uh, my wife, she asked me, she was like, do you think that Nick is upset that Carson's coming back? I'm like, no, they're brothers in Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Christ brothers. Exactly. So Jesus is with them. That's the only (laughs) silver lining. Yeah, of course. So, um, good. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, are we at all, are we at all jealous of, uh, Kansas City fans for having Patrick Mahomes, or is this this all an overreaction? It's through two weeks, but yeah, they they have an unbelievably explosive offense with so many weapons. But yeah, Mahomes Mahomes after two weeks, let's see let's see after a couple years. You never know with any quarterback until a couple years. But 
you know, all the Deshaun Watson hype that's died down through two weeks. You know, I was, I was always of the believer. I was always of the belief that Deshaun Watson was over, was overhyped because he never gets past the second read where is my faith in, in Wentz is that he usually gets through all his progressions when things aren't there. So uh, that's what gives me hope that he'll still be the best of the bunch. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Kansas city is the most exciting team in the NFL right now, but they also have people that can catch the ball and people that can run the ball. Yeah. That that's helpful. It tends to be helpful. Yeah. So you're kind of making a McNabb era argument pre TO McNabb era since Wentz is throwing to Fred X that's why it's not going to go his way. Yeah, it's just he's going to have to he's going to have to really work for his completions. <laughs> You're going to have to work for it, Carson. <laughs> and they say JHI is probably out, so your boy Corey Clement, a lot of a lot of plays to Corey Clement. So yeah, so you're hopefully he'll have a big fantasy game for you and a, and a big game for us as fans. Oh, I'm definitely I think I'm going to ordain myself the president of the Corey Clement fan and booster club. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's fighting you on that position, GT. I was petrified when on Sunday Corey Clement gave it his all, as he uh, you know naturally does, because he only knows one speed, one hundred and ten percent, and he dove for that waffler from Nick Foles and looked like he broke both his wrists. <laughs> yeah, he's about to get to decapitate on that. Yeah, point. and not for my fantasy team because I actually care about Corey. Matt. <laughs> okay, I care about the man. Well, yeah, you're the president of his fan club, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Indianapolis this week. Interesting. We have a a chess match between mentor and mentee between Doug Peterson and Frank Reich. Yeah, it was, it, you know, after Washington came off an impressive win against a terrible Arizona team, the Colts just marched into D.C. and won pretty handily. So, and luck, luck doesn't look like his former self, luck pre-injury. Um, but post injury, he he looks he looks okay. He doesn't look his dynamic self. And here's the thing: we got to also know about the first two weeks of this season. The, the Eagles win against two of the best receivers in the entire NFL, probably two of the top three receivers in in the entire NFL, and Julio Jones and Evans. So they're not going to see anybody nearly that good. The Ty uh, Hilton is their number one receiver, not nearly as good as those other two. So hopefully the secondary can pick it up. They'll be at home. So you know, it'll be, it'll be closer than we would like, but you know, unlike Amanda, I don't have a bad feeling. I feel like we'll get, we'll get back on track, but it'll be, it'll be ugly. It'll be ugly. A lot, be like a, a lot like the Atlanta game. Oh, oh, I, mm, I disagree. I think, I think we're headed for shootout city. Either, either we get, I think the defense is going to get scorched up again. Frank, wow. Frank, Reich, Frank Reich knows that Jimmy Schwartz only plays one way. He rushes four and plays yeah, deep zone. So they're going to come out with a lot of quick game, a lot of slants. You know, it's going to, I think it's going to be like last week. I think they're going to put up like at least 28. So the secret sauce will be outscoring them. If we give up 28, I have a terrible feeling about that game. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If it gets, if it gets into a shootout like that, I, I'm not favoring us. Not with Carson fresh off. The fresh off of the injury, and also as as we've said, the receiving core. We know we know Wentz. Even if someone is open deep, his first couple of games, even when he was awesome last year, his timing is going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna have accuracy issues deep because that's just with practice. And and I still, 
the one thing I do bl- blame Doug Peterson, and I am number one in Doug Peterson bandwagon still, and I don't care what Angelo Catelli says. Well, you can't I, listen at this point. We're not. We're never getting off the Doug bandwagon. Yeah. So, like Philly media, relax. Um, I'm so glad I don't live there to hear it like all the time, day in and day out. It's just so mind-numbingly negative. Like, no wonder <laughs> we have such a terrible fan base because it's just constant. Like, we just won a friggin' Super Bowl for the first time ever. Like. I was sitting there like annoyed all through the Tampa Bay game, like totally annoyed. But then I was like, we won the friggin' Super Bowl. Who cares? Like, it, like it, it's the second game of the season. They use the first four weeks as like the preseason. But the one- I did, yeah, I did actually going back to the, you know, the theory of Zen about having the Super Bowl in our, in our back pocket. In this Tampa game, since we were getting trounced so decisively and so early, I was pretty relaxed the whole time. Yeah, and I felt like we, we showed a lot of heart to even make it a game. I think in the Atlanta game, because it was close the whole time, that's why I was on edge. You know, if it's a blowout, I'm fine. Yeah, but we, I mean, we were, we were one stop away from getting the ball back down six. So it wasn't like we were completely out of the game at the end. So, you know, I, I have no problem with that loss. It, and I think it, it humbled them a little bit. But the one thing that does make me nervous is that hopefully it bothered me when it was Foles that they split first team reps. So hopefully – since Wentz at least got some first-team reps, he won't be as rusty as we think he was going to be. I mean, I really enjoyed this week on our group text during the Tampa game. After we scored our second touchdown, you texted us, life? Question mark? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I thought for sure you guys would be all over it. That's like, what are you saying? Hold on a minute. Let me, let me, transla- or, Matt, let me translate. <laughs> are the Eagles back? To life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, really got deep there about life. Life? What do we do about it? Is that all there is? Is this all life is? Raising, yeah. raising a ginger child and asking about playing men playing football. Yes, I it just, is, Amanda. That's the I just throw that out there in the middle of the play-by-play text. Like, so, guys, I know it's third and six, but what are your thoughts on life? <laughs> yeah, if we if we get it if we get the ball first on Sunday and get a first down, I'm gonna text you wife question. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, Matt, you said something that made me think that I'm so I I know I'm still on the Doug Peterson bandwagon when I think, you know, I to your point, I wasn't really nervous the whole game, and even though we lost, I kind of had faith that we would turn it around and I wouldn't have felt that way back in like the Andy Reid area era for sure. I don't know. I just, I have yeah. a little more faith that Dougie P will try to pull something out and at least make it interesting in the end, I which just, I appreciate. Yeah. My only hatred towards anything Philly sports is towards Philly sports talk radio. It's like, he was like crushing Doug Peterson for his play calling and like getting beat for the Sean play. And it's like, players still got to make the plays. And then he was like, he was just like Andy Reid at the end of the play, wasting all that, wasting all those uh, plays on running plays on first, second, third, and goal. It's like, you know, like I mean, we're we're grasping at straws right now. Like it was it was a hot day. He had no receivers to throw to. That was his be- he thought that was his best chance to score. So like, relax. We yeah. we're fine. We're one and one. Yeah. It was just so damn hot. So damn hot. <laughs> so. So let's 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 ice uh, our predictions for the weekend. Matt, you go first. So, pr- who's winning? 
what's the score, and who is the Matt Blatt auto <laughs> player of the game, or the Chickies and Pete's MVP, the Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club player of the week. Go ahead. We win 20 to 13. And so it's a push. We're seven-point favorites right now. Yeah, I, I, that line seems way too high. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit sporty. Yeah, um, I say. I say it's ugly. I'd say it's a lot like the Atlanta game and our uh, Matt Black Splat player of the game <laughs> is uh, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks on a on a timely pick fourth six. quarter turnover. Yeah, no, I think he's gonna pick six. I think. I think oh. the defense needs to score. Very interesting, Amanda. I think it's going to be close. I do think we eke it out. I'm thinking 24-21. And the Matt Bat- Blatt, Matt Blatt auto spot of the game. Life? Life? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Maybe Carson will I'm, – I'm just putting, like, optimistic vibes into the world that Carson will have a big game and he'll exceed expectations. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. I mean, I believe – let's be honest. We still love Carson. We think the future is Carson. So if he, if he exceeds expectations, none of us will be surprised and then we'll all be giddy and, like, skipping into the podcast next week. <laughs> and then we'll say life is worth living now because <laughs> Carson is back. We'll just do life exclamation point. <laughs> exclamation <laughs> life. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 31 28, 28 Eagles. And my Matt Blatt auto splatter of the game. Is Corey Clement. Yeah, it's Corey Clement. It's <laughs> but I thought about I thought about Fletcher Cox, but that's like that's too easy. He's the Matt Blatt auto splat of the game every week. It's an excellent point. Um, yeah, you know it is interesting. The Matt Blatt auto splat of the game is just a celebration of concussions. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still like, have that? I don't know. Mike is just so. celebrating concussions. Yeah, I, I feel like you feel like it's tough to do now. Yeah, it's a different era. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Emmys? <laughs> yeah, no. I was covering the Emmys. I was there. I thought I thought Che Che and uh, Colin Jost did a good job. That was good. Wait, I'm like totally out of the loop. Who won everything? <laughs> uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is fine. It's fine. which I couldn't even get through I, the first episode. I think that show is so overrated, and yeah. this is like I think it's a very female, like more female show. And even I'm like meh. Yeah, it was that, I like, couldn't we, get to the first episode. We did an Emmy ballot, and I like tripled down on like Atlanta and The Crown, and. Uh, and one other show, and I just got I got walloped. I got eight out of twenty six. But that engagement was adorable. Oh, it was it was just delightful. Totally. Man, you guys just watch the Emmys, okay? Get in the get in the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, I'm normally all about the award shows, but I was like, meh. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it got crushed for being too SNL. It's like, well, Lauren Michaels produced it. What did you think it was gonna be? Yeah, totally. All right, so our pace was way better than most award shows. So that was that was a major improvement. But guys, who was the most fashionable on the red carpet? Uh, I don't know. Scarjo looked pretty damn good. 
I thought I, I thought Constance Wu looked like she had like a good look going on. Who's that? Mm-hmm. She's Asian. You wouldn't know. Uh. <laughs> crazy, know the, cra- the star of Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. That, wow, you really went see. No, she's a list, dude. This is her time. I thought I, I was thinking of the woman from the ABC sitcom. She's also on that. Fresh off the boat. Oh, she's in both. Okay, yeah. there you go. There's only one at any time. It's like highlighter. <laughs> And the OB, the OB sketch about we did it, like selling diversity, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the rep, the reparations Emmys. I thought that was that Yeah, was that was pretty good, too. All right. So for our final segment, uh, after two weeks in the season, number one, what is your prediction for the Eagles record? Will they win the division? What playoff seed will they be? And how far will they get if they make the playoffs? Really? This is, that has a lot of questions. <laughs> you guys, they're all interrelated. You can't form a thought. Uh, I would say they're a 10 and 6, win the division, 4 seed. Oh, I'm, I was going to say the exact same thing. So, so what's, their, what's their playoff trajectory? How far they, they win come? the first round game and then they lose in the divisional round. To the Rams? Ooh. I, I, still, I still think. New Orleans is scary. The Rams are scary. You know, I, I, I feel like the New Orleans is like an early season hiccup. They always start out slow. I, that offense is just too good. And Drew, Drew Brees still looks really good. Um, so, and they got away with the, like, they got away with the game they shouldn't have won. So I feel like they'll start. They have a big game this weekend. I'm pretty sure they play Atlanta. So two weeks in, but we're two weeks in. I'm not worried about it. too early. Not worried. Wait, here's a question. Just, I'm positing out there. Is Tampa Bay better than we give them credit for? No. There's always a team that starts up good early. Uh, yeah. It, but they need a bench old Jameis because that guy's just a toxic locker room. Like You can tell the players don't like him. They love Fitzmagic. So just ride Fitzmagic and see what happens. No, they, you know, they could be, you know, well, didn't Fitzmagic have like a 10 and 6 season with the Jets? Or 11 and yeah. 5? It was like a fluke season. So that could happen, but they'll get trounced in the playoffs. Dirk Cutter, I don't, I don't think he has the goods. You never know. You never know. But two weeks in, yeah, I need to see more from them. I, I do think they might be this year's team that like, that, uh, you know, just gets on the right side of chance error and makes the playoffs and then just gets trounced in the first or second round. By the Eagles on the vengeance side. <laughs> listen, listen, the Bills made the playoffs last year. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they might not win a game this year. Yeah, it's a total coin flip at the bottom. So out of pure out of pure vanity, I'm sticking with eleven and five, win the division, losing the NFC championship game to the Rams. But I feel like eleven and five is still definitely not gonna get you a bye. So you you're still gonna no, have to, you're no. still gonna have to play um you're still gonna have to play an extra game. So let's presumptive close. And also Minnesota, I think, is really good. They should be 2-0. Kirk Cousins looks really good. That If they had a field goal kicker who could make kicks, they would have won that game. So I'm, I think the Rams are going to be the one seed. You think the Vikings are going to be the two seed? Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers, conspiracy theory, Bill Simmons is playing on a torn ACL. I, <laughs> I don't think Green Bay is very good. I, I don't see them much better than 9-7. I don't even know if they make the playoffs. Green Bay has never been good as long as I've been alive. 
Uh, all right, no, that's, that's not true. They won a, they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> They've won two Super Bowls since I've been alive. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Brett Favre one, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. After that Super Bowl, though, it's just been like Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of his friends. <laughs> the fat guy that they called the coach. Yeah, McCarthy's not a very good coach. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got. What do you got? <laughs> you got more? You good? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. We will see you again next Tuesday, subject to scheduling requirements. We may never hear from our mom again. <laughs> mom, I hope you're okay. <laughs> okay bye. Toodles. Bye.